Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Audacity Podcast. I am Janae, your host. I'm sitting here with Alex, your co-host. And today we're talking about creative careers, the industry that we strive in. Grab your tea, take a seat, and get ready to embrace and learn from our audacity. You guys know the gist before we dive into this week's episode. We are going to spill the audacity and we're going to share our audacious moments of this past week. So I'm going to start with my audacious moments and I'm going to try to be brief because these require backstories, um, but I totally had to NC or no contact my mom last week, so she got blocked. I don't block people, I solve problems, uh, but she was on some bullshit, <laughs> continuously on some bullshit, and I was trying to communicate with her that she was on some BS <laughs> the entire time, <laughs> and she just like wasn't hearing it, so I actually had to block my mom and my dad. Uh, and I feel like that's pretty audacious <laughs> in I mean, general. <laughs> I would I would consider it audacious, that's for sure. So Alex, what is your audacious moment? I feel like my next couple audacious moments are all going to be based on this vacation that I just got back from because, first of all, it was Florida, so, you know. And then... Audacious <laughs> just, state. Just, like, people on their spring breaks. Like, it's just full of audacity. <laughs> like, everyone's just out of their minds. But my very first one, actually, has nothing to do with Florida or spring break, but... My the audacity of Spirit Airlines <laughs> to cancel my flight. We had a five a.m. flight out of Tampa, mm-hmm. and we got I got a notification on my phone the night before at about ten thirty, ten forty five maybe, which is kind of like we were in bed because we stayed in the um, airport hotel so that we could go like straight to the gate. Yep, makes and sense. We were ready to get up at you know three o'clock in the morning because we had to catch this flight and go through security and all that stuff. So we were like getting up really early. So we went to bed pretty early. So my parents were both like asleep or on the verge of asleep, and my phone went off because I had the app with the boarding pass because I had flown out there separately um, on the way there. So then my ticket was a little different than like all three of theirs. So I got the notification too that said your flight's been canceled. And I was like, I feel like I'm hallucinating that cannot be right. Correct. Because it was, it was good weather here. So. Everything was fine. So, well, yeah, we'll get to that. So basically we like, so I wake everyone up and I'm like, I think this says our flight's canceled. I don't know if that's like, I've never done this before. I don't know if this is a thing. Like, like is this an break. accident? Like, I don't, is this how they tell you? Like, <laughs> They don't try to help you. They're not like, here's what you can do about it. It's just like, your flight is canceled. You're stuck in Tampa. And I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> I want to go home and sleep in my bed and take a shower. I was like, no, this is not it. So I woke them up and sure enough, flight's canceled. And I was like, sick. So then my dad had to was on the phone for probably the next like two and a half hours trying to figure out like getting us another night at that hotel, getting us a flight out the next morning. There was like a flight that they could offer us um, the night we were supposed to have left and it was, but it was like a, there was a Tampa to New Orleans to Cleveland. Like it was so stupid. And there were like these four hour layover in New Orleans. And it's like, why would anyone do that? (laughs) So basically the audacity of the airline to like cancel your flight the night before caused you to pay an extra night in a hotel, which like wasn't cheap. And all of a sudden, like, they just, and they just kind of, like, you're, you gotta just go for it. Which I Spirit. guess is just something I may have learned. Like, maybe normal people knew that already. But I <laughs> did not understand 
that they would just cancel it and not like help you. They just like let you fend for yourself. They're like, good luck, find another flight. We ended up flying Frontier home. Like Spirit didn't even have another flight yeah, until I'm, I'm Wednesday or something. I'm a Delta girl. I'm a Delta girl. It was all crazy. the way. The girl like Delta. Delta. I mean, Delta is very faithful. <laughs> Spring break flights are expensive. So Spirit it was, but. <laughs> And we were super last minute on planning, but it was just super, I don't know. It was wild. I was like, this is audacious. <laughs> How dare you <laughs> abandon us and literally 100%. strand us in Tampa. It's crazy. I am a firm believer that all creative careers come in various shapes and fonts. And that's the saying I've been living by um, as we have gone into the new age of what creativity looks like. Um, beyond some of the more traditional roles as marketing exec or kind of what you see in Mad Men. If anyone has ever watched Mad Men, yeah. it's like my show. <laughs> it, it's sexist, but we that's not what this is about. It's old. <laughs> it's it's old. dated. That's okay. It's definitely dated. It but that's the time period it was faced in. But yeah, those exactly. are more traditional creative roles. But we live in 2022. Creativity looks like content creators. It looks yeah. like influencers. It looks like multimedia um artists and it looks like fine art stepping forward and being mm -hmm. recognized just because you can utilize your social media platforms so today alex and i wanted to dive into creative careers like what is it like living breathing and operating within the creative industry that we are in yeah and we talked about it a little before we like started on our own um with traditional careers like you said you know marketing executives things like that you almost are also adopting the new age careers on top of those. You almost have sure. two jobs. <laughs> like I can say like from a photographer standpoint, like you have your creativity in your career where you're taking the photos, you're like framing them, you know, the settings on the camera, the editing, yeah. like those are all creative skills that can be learned and everything. But on top of all of that, then you have, as of recently had to learn, you know, the ins and outs of how to make a TikTok or be successful on Instagram and like not only do you have to take the photos, edit them, make them satisfactory for your clients, but you also have to then translate that to curating a social media feed on multiple platforms in order to get more clients. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot more of almost adding the content creator and sometimes even the influencer jobs on top, top of, of the already existing on top of traditional like said, jobs. the traditional jobs, which is super interesting. It's interesting to me because obviously I am the person who designs brands like I was just I was on a walk and I was thinking about this the other day and I was like wow I design brands to get like notable recognition they end up in magazines mm -hmm. you know people are like wow I know that brand they rarely know the designer who designed yeah, no. the brand no. behind it but you're like oh wow like oh I did that but I probably should start really more effectively bragging about yeah. my creativity and like you said, a content creator type of realm. So I'm like, okay, so can this be filmed? Can this be filmed? But I'm also freaking terrible at turning on the camera to actually film. It's <laughs> so, a lot. So bad at it. Oh God, I'm so bad at and it. And that's the thing worse. Is, that's what I find the hardest too. Like when you're, the problem is it's having a traditional career that's already creative. Mm -hmm. Like when you're a content creator and that's your career, then you're, that's what you're doing. You yeah. constantly have the camera on so you're because like, that's I know. the job. The camera needs to be on. But mm -hmm. when you're, you know, at a photo shoot and you're holding a camera in your hands and your job is to make those two people or a couple people look good mm -hmm. and, like, your job is to make these photos look perfect and pose them and remember to make sure the lighting is correct and change your settings and crop the photo properly. Like, there's so much you have to think of while you're doing that and then on top of it, I'm supposed to remember to pull out my phone in the middle of the shoot and take, like, a video of them so that I can make a reel later. 
Like, there's so many levels to what you're doing. You can't even just focus on, like, the original creative career anymore. It's, like, having all these different layers of what you have to do after yeah, the service is complete almost. And I think so that's... So to me, that's, like, interesting because I've also had, like, many conversations with people who have been like, oh, you know, oh, you're in a creative field do you mm-hmm. even know how to run a business and I was like actually I, I fucking love the business side of things yeah. I also really love the creativity side of things and like for me they're not they're they're not opposing forces mm-hmm. for me but then when you add the extra layer that you need to capture yourself and you need to do things and half the time most most creatives or maybe maybe even small business owners are doing it without a team yeah. anyway you're like okay so you're gonna add one book on top of another mm-hmm. and then it's gonna be like a little jenga tower of books and eventually something is going to tip over yeah. and it's just gonna be lost for forever <laughs> in the ether because you're like eh, well i dropped yeah. the ball on that one but then i feel like also people make you feel bad for dropping the ball on stuff like content creation if you are a creative you're like you're supposed to get this yeah and i'm like yeah, yeah we like, get it, it. Should come naturally to you exactly yeah. I'm like we like, get it like you and i can storyboard for god knows how long we can say yeah. this is a story we want to tell but if we both are heavily involved in what we're doing yeah and we forget to turn on the camera then there goes that storyboard well i know i mean we work on stuff like planning out the social media feed and you know i need a graphic from you or something mm-hmm. and you're going to make it so that it's you know on brand because you have all the fonts and all that good stuff like, I'm not, I, I hate bothering you with those things because it's like you have other, pro- like you're doing actual work, like for the business on the daily. That's yeah. how it works. But then, you know, I got to come in with like this, oh, we need this graphic for Instagram. And it's such a pain. And it's not always something that like you can outsource to someone else either because like, that's even very if, true. I mean, like you have me to do this for you, but I can't. That's very true. It's, and it's a design side. I think like that's something to me that has when I started Auden and Company, I was like, oh, our Instagram feed is our online portfolio, so it needs to be very picturesque, mm-hmm. and it needs to re- represent who we are. Yes. So I really focused on building our Instagram that way, and I'm like, it's a, it's a visual story. Um, but obviously, as Oliver came into the picture, I just <laughs> faded off posting, because I'm like, social media, which is also a creative career, let's not get it twisted. Yeah. That is a full-time job and a half. Like that, Absolutely. That is... That's the thing I don't really like touching anymore because yeah. it is an actual full-time job. And then you're like, okay, so like we went without re- rebranding for God knows how long. Yeah. Um, because I spent years branding for other people. And I was yeah. like, okay, well, if I can't do redo my own brand uh, the way I want to do it, it's just going to be put on the back burner. Yeah. And I don't think people necessarily recognize kind of like some of the creative sacrifices that you have um, when you run a creative business because mm-hmm. you're technically on all the time like you yeah. press on to create for other people and then you kind of stop creating for the joy of yourself and kind of yeah. like how you got into it because you technically turned it into a business so now it has a monetary cash t- tag yeah. to it and you're like technically somebody paid me to do this I'm not getting paid to create exactly. for joy <laughs> yeah yeah which makes it's no not sense. even like just for joy or passion, just for like your own success. Like mm-hmm. you have to market yourself at the same That's time. That's very true. Yeah. Like you're setting these other people up for their success, which That's is very true. your whole job. But mm-hmm. then like what you, you know, not posting on your own feed is detrimental. People are yeah. looking at it. They're like, she hasn't posted since, you know, it's last very month. That's strange. Yeah. Like, and people don't fully get, you know, the backside of it too, because obviously not that they should, because if someone's hiring you, you know, they're hiring you for your expertise, not their own. So mm-hmm. That makes sense, but, you know, they come in not knowing what it entails on your end, and I think if you're looking at someone and you're looking at their Instagram feed or whatever else and you're like, this isn't 
really the vibe. You're not going to hire them to do that for you. Yeah. If they've been posted in a month, you're not going to be like, oh, I think they'd be able to handle my project. They can't even handle their own. Like, that's definitely, I mean, at least how I would look at it. And I think how people who are seeking out that kind of service are. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. And I think like, that's like, kind of like a conversation I was having with Ethan the other day. He goes, wow, you focus a lot on content. I was like, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, like, unfortunately, but fortunately, content is literally our selling point. Absolutely. Like you, I need to get them on the phone with me. Mm-hmm. So they need to see what they see on my website. They need to see it on my Instagram because I'm Absolutely. like, I can pitch you my expertise in yeah. a matter of 20 minutes and I can get you to book, but I have to get you to schedule that phone call. And it has always gone through. Most of our leads come through our Instagram anyway. And I'm like, and that's the thing that like, hey, it's, it's speaking, it's doing what it was supposed to yeah. do. It's what we set it up to do but at the same time I'm like yeah I told I'm like yes I totally am focusing on content I am I'm like I will one I'll get back to the sales side yeah. of it eventually it'll right? be there it'll always be there <laughs> and I'll, you, I think you wear I people say that there are many many hats that an entrepreneur wears mm-hmm. in general um I low-key think that creative entrepreneurs wear twice the amount of hats that non-creative entrepreneurs wear mm-hmm. um, just because we, we're almost duplicating ourselves to create for the back end of our company yeah. and then obviously the forefront side of things or the front facing things um, which I'm like I, you get it mm-hmm. graphic designers get it videographers get it right because even as like I um, tell people all the time I'm like as a photographer I'm like you remember like they shot those shots, <laughs> yeah, right. But we we had a storyboard, mm-hmm. we had a prop shop, we had to style your outfits so they were mm-hmm. coordinating. Then a stylist had to be on the shoot. Then the photographer had to take it. Now they got to go to post. It has to go to post yep. editing, and you have to edit. Which and post is like arguably the most? It's time the most time consuming. consuming and like oh for sure talent necessary. Like you can you have to set yourself up for success in post by being good at the shooting part, but. <laughs> Like doing all the there, I mean, almost everything's fixable later on, <laughs> yeah. which is like, especially based on like how fluent you are in things like Photoshop and all of that. Mm-hmm. But that's like the part that people are paying for essentially. Like they can take their pictures on their phone, but what makes it elevated is, you know, the tools you're using and the skills that you have right. and they can't, you know, do that on their own. So they need you for that. And then on top of that, you have to seem appealing on the internet, <laughs> <laughs> which is a whole, it's a whole nother thing. And I yeah. think that like. Uh, I Anita said in her episode that like her parents said, yeah, you you can't really make money in fine arts, mm-hmm. and I feel that that has been that's like an old wives' tale yeah. at this point. Well, to an extent, like it's an it just old wives' tale. I yeah. think it's, I think people are, are are coming to see the power of creativity, and I think they're coming to see like, oh wait, like yeah, this is why you pay creative people to yeah. do X Y Z. Yes, some 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 industries can be like very particular about the three people that they hire and Mm -hmm. they just rotate in between the three people cleveland Mm -hmm. has that mindset as well where they like rotate in between the three firms that they hire for some projects or the two photographers that they use yeah um which again you're trying to set yourself outside of what this other sea of fish Mm -hmm. is but i was researching for auto creative network um because i was gonna start (laughs) again (laughs) Posting. <laughs> yeah. Catching up on the other two accounts that have been dormant. Because it's just right. too much. Because there's so many accounts. And I was like researching the median or the average salary for creative careers. And I was sitting there shook. Mm-hmm. I was 
shook yeah. because I'm like, how is it that we live in 2022 and people are like, you're, you can make money by posting a video. Like, yeah. You can make money. How is it that a photographer has one of the lowest medium salaries? Yeah. I do, I do not get that because I'm like, I'm a person where content is gold, so you should pay your photographer. Yeah. I think that's the thing, though, is like with the recent-ish rise of like content creating and influencing being a job, which it absolutely is. Mm-hmm. It's a career. I think it's almost adding a layer that wasn't, I mean, it definitely is adding a layer that wasn't there before. It's something that, like, wasn't in competition, and you're almost competing just for, like, social media views. Not yeah. so much even just clients. Like, obviously, yeah, it's like, like content creator is not going to steal my photography clients or, yeah. like, your graphic design client. Like, that's not what they are doing. Like, that's what you are. You're entering in but, these different audience segments, yeah. right? And the, just the internet is so saturated. It's not that, like, the industry is, because we're all doing different things. Yeah. But, like, the internet is just so saturated, and there's so much stuff. And it's, like, there are content creators that are doing, like, styled shoots... Which sometimes are, like, wedding-based or yeah. are, you know, something else that's a little more, like, similar to something that maybe a photographer or videographer or somebody like that would do. And you're looking at the same content. Like, yeah. through the eyes of someone who's not necessarily beelining to seek out a this photographer type, yeah. or something, they're just in a sea of photos all the time. Mm-hmm. And it, you have to really, really stand out, and it's really hard. And I think that that is the crazy thing, because, like, you... You you and I source out content. Yeah. Photography content. We yeah. source it for inspiration. Like, that's our thing. <laughs> we send each other TikToks. We're like, oh my God. Daily. Look at this BTS. Yes. But, but then, again, as a stylist on the shoot, mm-hmm. right? As the brand stylist on the shoot and as the photographer, we're also creating that content. Yes. And we're like, oh wait, well this content creator probably did the exact same thing because they were the subject of said shoot. Yes. So it's like... it. It, creativity is wild because it's all around us, but kind of it's kind of mimicking the same flow a little bit. Um, I think we are seeing that trends are dominating what creativity mm-hmm. is, and I even think that puts creativity a little bit in the box, and then it kind of gives you like that imposter syndrome a little bit. Yeah, one hundred percent. Well, that's the part of it too is you get like imposter syndrome with people who aren't even doing what you're doing. Exactly. Like, I have imposter syndrome for like content creators mm-hmm. because they have. Not that their job is easy because it absolutely isn't, and that's why I can't do it, but it's like, that's their full-time gig. Mm-hmm. So they're putting all of their time and all of their effort into making content that like absolutely shines, and they're doing a great job, but the problem is, that's only half of my time, because the other half is doing the actual career right. and it might part that I'm half, doing right. content creating for. Let's say it's, <laughs> it's one-third of your time, because yeah. you own a business, so you're doing content, you're doing business operations, and then you're actually doing the client-facing yes. stuff. So it's like one-third of what exactly. like you can only it's, do so much. Yeah, well, and you can't expect <laughs> one-third of my effort to be the same as someone's 100%. Exactly. And it's like... Again, we're not directly competing. They're not going to take my clients. They don't have clients, but like, I mean, they have like business clients or whatever. <laughs> right. It's not like we're not a competing market. at the same yeah. market. Yeah. But still, at the same time, we're still competing. And it's like, there's nothing you can really do about Like, I'm not, I'm trying to be better than anyone else either because I'm not doing the same thing as them. I know. And I but like, still I even felt that way when we were doing, like, we were coming up with reels um, for yeah. the and Co's page. And I was like, okay, well, like, all I see, obviously, I don't know if everybody sees it, but <laughs> all I see on the Auden and Co page is about, like, 20 plus freaking videos of the same, um, like, II or Illustrator artboard mm-hmm. being transformed into a brand. Yes. I'm like, that's literally all I see. A lot of time lapses of design being made. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, how do you even stand out in this market? Like, yeah. is that where my creativity should be going is creating reels? Because I'm like, 
this is pretty much everybody else sees. Yeah. I mean, this could easily turn into, like, a social media episode where yeah. we're discussing the ins and outs of that and how it's just hard to understand in general, mm-hmm. regardless of who you are and what your career is. But, I mean, it's all kind of a fluke, too, at the end of the day, which is the worst part. <laughs> like, random stuff that you work really hard on gets no views, and mm-hmm. then you go minorly viral for things that are stupid. And yeah, I know. It's, like, it's honestly crazy, because as, as I was visually just planning out the for Auden and Co. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, these colors look nice together. I'm like, that probably has taken the less amount of time that I have ever spent on planning. Yeah, which honestly... <laughs> planning a feed, it used to be like so meticulous. <laughs> and I used to be like, oh wow, like we're doing this, we're doing that. Oh, I need this. I need the quote graphic here. I'm like, yeah. technically all we need to do is, it needs to look pretty. We need to post consistently. Yeah. We need to show up. Yeah. It's not even about the feed anymore. No. <laughs> it's not even about the feed. Which is hard because like, being someone who started out with that mindset of it being about the feed and that being like my favorite part of it, yes, it's hard to like go. It's, it's hard to switch. I'm like, it's hard to switch. Like we could have a haphazard feed, but I'm like, I can't. I can't. No, take we it. cannot. <laughs> no, we can't. I'm like, we could just pose. I'm like, but I can't. No. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I'm like, it definitely. Needs well, and to here's be. the thing. Who's to say in a year from now it's not going to be all about the feed again? Like I can't change everything I know to we be like aesthetically pleasing and. No, I can't do it. Can't keep up. And I think that like when, um, what I found super interesting is like the the evolution of art director, creative director has has mm-hmm. changed drastically. Um, I was hosting a, or I was at a career expo mm-hmm. for high school students, and I was just trying to give them a general gist about different creative careers out there because that was the topic that I yeah. was hired to speak on. And I was like, oh wait, like art director, you used to think, that's museum level. Yeah. Yeah, like curator. Yeah, yeah. That, that is not what that is anymore. No. <laughs> it is not at all. And quite frankly, creative directors and art directors make more money than a photographer. Yeah. Because they are technically hired to just manage the creative projects within mm-hmm. a company, which is like so interesting. So I'm like, even as if you're creating a resume, right? Yeah. I'll put, put creative director. That is literally underneath your name it needs to go creative director not brand stylist not graphic designer you need to say creative director because that will get you the big bucks and i just thought that was so interesting to me probably because the evolution since social media started absolutely i think 28 2008 yeah did we say that or was even very much depends on like (laughs) Like, who you ask and what platforms you're talking about what platform you're talking about but like yeah it has changed so drastically yeah in the last decade or so that like you're like oh yeah started off with you just share your images and now we see that instagram is is operating like a business yeah and i think it's even pushing more people to operate like a business like you can be a normal person and you can have a instagram business account that gives you all of these tools to monetize Mm -hmm. your content and you're like okay well like if you're a business-minded person, you're like, okay, I want to monetize my creativity. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it may not look like what it did when I started. So yeah, what is no. that transformation? Well, that's exactly it. Is like when I mean, you saying that like the creative director position has evolved and is a different thing than what it used to be. For I feel sure. like as these things evolve, like we said, you kind of have to take on even more hats. Like you have to put on even more roles and you have to do all of these different things that you may not necessarily have even started doing, or even if you're just getting into it now when all of these things already exist the way that they are. Right. It's overwhelming. Like, you I, you have to be the creative director of your own, you know, photo shoots or <laughs> graphic design game, like, like, any of that. Like, if you're doing it on your own, you have to do it all. And I think that's what we learn, right? So, like, 
you get overwhelmed mm-hmm. and I think that that's the phase that I went through I was like overwhelmed I'm like there's just so many things to do and there's so many things to accomplish and yes I need to be the creative director of my shoot but I also need new headshots so I can't be the creative yeah. director of my shoot and in the shoot yeah I can't be the creative like, head- director of my headshots <laughs> I was like like right I'm like because these aren't self-portraits like I'm yeah, only no. hiring somebody to do this and I just and I think that that is what caused me to look at what was going on mm-hmm. and decide like there needs to be some merging <laughs> of what we're doing yeah. and some scaling back of other things because like you can wear multiple hats, but quite frankly, if you really are wearing 18 different hats, you're not doing any of them well. You're not doing a single one of them well yeah. whatsoever. And I think that that is an essential part of uh, realizing what creativity is. And I'm like, and I know we'll eventually end up talking about um, what creative burnout looks like. I've, I've yeah. gone through it a few times. And I go, but when you're doing 18 different things... How do you not get burnout? Exactly. And, and the then if you're like, an introvert, yeah. that burnout is a whole different thing yeah. than an extrovert burnout. But yeah. I think introvert creativity is even 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 more different to me, I feel like. Because yeah. I'm like, if you are in introvert creativity, like I literally just like to create just as like a... It's just peace. It just brings yeah. me peace. And it's like, I can do one thing for 20 minutes. Which is and why you just... turned it into a career. I mean, <laughs> right. that's... Shame on me. <laughs> Shame on me turning my creativity into a well, career. Well, I think that's a my lot outlet. Of, I think that's a lot of, like, where people find themselves is, like, being creative now. It's like, well, if you just start an Instagram account, you can make money from what you're already doing. Why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. And everyone's in that mindset. And I kind of agree. Like, if you're already designing for fun, you could sell prints on Etsy. And yeah. maybe you'll make some like passive income there and you could just have a little extra spending money or something right, but then you have the whole like full-time job versus creative well, hobby turned yeah. career and then you have to and then it's the whole vibe of quit your day job and do your creative mm. passion full-time and yeah, it's just yeah, so yeah, messy yeah, yeah. there's so it's many so layers messy. and I would even say like even going from there's a difference between creative careers and there's a difference between creative products mm-hmm. 100% like creative careers our creative services are like, yeah, wee, you know, they take a very long time to properly yes. accomplish. It's a wheeling and dealing. Like you got to wheel them in, deal with well, yeah, there's them. Client yeah. interaction. Client management. Right. Yes. And then you technically have to then create, create your service, which is a product really quite yeah. frankly. Um, and these multiple different formats, right? So we make it a client that needs a brand identity, yeah. a website design, collateral and photography. Fit their needs. Right. And we, that may be just one client and that's like a four month project that we're mm-hmm. dealing with that person. Products, on the other hand, it's like, if you really wanted to, you really could just sit at your desk. You could paint your product, you could yeah. turn it into a print Make or shirt. Yeah. And then you can be like, Hey, we launch this and you never had to really deal with the client side of it, which mm-hmm. is that the hats are just different. Yeah. The hats 100% are different. Right. Cause Project managers, right? Of course, yeah. <laughs> get to manage the people sometimes. Um, but product-based businesses, they just create, they release to the public, and then they can create again, um, which maybe they need a break from. But if you're technically kind of yeah, doing well, it, I think it depends on if it's your like passion, like yeah. if it's something that you were already doing, and then you've decided to make it a career because maybe people encouraged you to, or you wanted to, and thought that that would be a good route, and you'd rather do that than whatever your nine to five is. Like that's obviously great, but. I think that's where the burnout comes in is you get there and you're like, now I do this all the time Yeah, <laughs> for my well, like for my well being. It's what I need to do to like 
have but more outlet. That's so like, my, and I think that what I have found is like, okay, I used to draw and sketch all the time. I mean, I was into oil paints. I always had an easel up. I literally did any type of art you could possibly think. And that was like my outlet mm-hmm. to stress. I can't even tell you the last time I popped up an easel and a canvas and sat yeah. down and did an oil painting from scratch. Yeah. And like, and I think sometimes Anita says it the best, right? She's like, I, she, she says, I don't even think people know how talented you are uh, because you're obviously creating in the medium that is requested of you, which yeah. is, is digital media. Oh, which is profitable right. for you. <laughs> which, <laughs> so start, she's like, oh, I don't even think people like actually understand that you can illustrate mm-hmm. they actually understand that you can sketch and then paint and i was like you know you're probably too and true and i probably did not do the best job well, at stepping into yeah and showing. not everyone can do that like yeah. not every graphic designer can illustrate it doesn't yeah it's just true like, it people, doesn't always you can navigate canva and make a great graphic but that doesn't mean you hand drew it i mean those are two very different right. things nothing wrong canva. one's better than See, the other but we we hard our canva we do absolutely <laughs> i mean i don't think i could like i can't draw digitally really i mean that's not something that i'm like not great at so it's definitely a completely different skill set so I, i've been finding myself like oh i need to lean into like more hobbies that are mm-hmm. a creative outlet because my creative outlet I decided to monetize yeah. uh, and somewhat take the fun out of it. So I'm like, okay, well, like, let me make illustrations of Oliver or, you know, maybe I should start a style yeah. blog again because that was, like, always my yeah. outlet. Uh, clothes or fashion is, like, an outlet to me. And I was like, maybe I should start that again because, like, damn, a girl over here, like, struggling. Yeah, but like, then you have a whole aspect of, like, if you want people to actually engage with that and read that and build a community, you, you have, have to, to manage another Instagram page. Like, you have to have another level of social media. Like, and maybe that's it. Maybe I am, like, my own you. worst enemy. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, if it's just for your own enjoyment, like, that's one thing. Like, painting could be for your own enjoyment. No one ever has to see it but you. You don't. If you're not trying to make money, then no one ever has to see it. But, like, a blog yeah. is digital. So it's if you totally want people digital. to read it, which yeah. you don't have to want people to read it. It totally could be digital. a journal or whatever. But otherwise, like, <laughs> otherwise, just... Otherwise, unfortunately, my business mindset will take over. It's going to be another Instagram account, and I can't do it. (laughs) My business mindset will take over, and then it'll it'll probably morph into a freaking business. Because like you said, content creators make a lot of money. Um, Oh, absolutely. And it's it's definitely fun. It's definitely fun seeing content creators create. Um, Well, it's it's fun to do. We do it. Yeah. Because we have to. But, like, it's fun when we actually remember (laughs) to do do it. it. It's just about remembering to do it. (laughs) And it's, like, honestly, I mean, you, like, brought me on to do all of that. And it's so hard. I don't understand how people can do, like, social media managing and take on clients and then, like, offboard them. Like, I've never been able to manage an account and not be fully invested like and I have in so many was, different aspects of this that it's that was not. like literally I think my issue is like what we started with offering social media management services mm-hmm. to clients and I was like I I was like after a year of doing it I was like I literally can't do this because I could only really do three clients I'm like I get fully invested into how your yeah. feed looks I'm like hey you captioned that wrong I'm like that ain't even my job <laughs> well not even that like how do you have a full understanding of the business unless you, like. Unless you're into it. Yeah. How can you properly manage a social media account unless you are deep into how that client is thinking yeah. and you are as invested in their vision yeah. as they are in their vision? You but can't. No. <laughs> I mean, you can play on a feed and you can make it look great and you can set up posts and write copy and that could be done. But mm-hmm. the problem is you get to like Instagram stories mm-hmm. where that person probably should appear on their own stories depending on the brand and like talk about it or talk about their day, do a day in the life, do a takeover. Like those kinds of things 
are something that you cannot do as a social media man. Like you can't, unless you're working for that business and you can like be there when they're working in office or in studio or whatever, you can't grab that content. Like it's so hard to get behind the scenes content if you're not there. Yeah, 100%. And that's, that's one of, I think social media managers are kind of one of my favorite new age creatives Mm -hmm. um, because I like them. Yeah, I mean, the ones that have it figured out, <laughs> congratulations. Like, I am impressed. Consider I like them, and I stunned. like to see what they accomplish. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, it's that, it's it's why I fell in love with what I do. It's it's where creativity meets strategy. Yeah. And that's 100% what social media is. Yeah. It's where creativity meets strategy. Now, some of them be like, stand up on them trends, like it's literally their job. Because it is. And I'm like, yeah. dang, man, how you do that? <laughs> they're like, get it right there. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, we're, we're not at, I'm not at that. I am not no, at that level. I don't really want to be at that level. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. There's something about like the whole trendiness of it that almost isn't like, I don't know, sustainable. I don't. Yeah. Well, trend, being trendy is not sustainable. Yeah. And I think creativity currently is trendy. <laughs> I yeah. do think creativity currently is kind yeah. of trendy. Definitely. I don't necessarily think it's going to die down per se. No. I just think we're going to start seeing a lot of the same creativity. And I think we're actually going to lose some of that traditional creativity yeah. that existed. Because I think everyone, it's, you know, I'm not going to say it's easy to become a content creator. But just like no, I, I've had the conversation that it's really easy to break in and say I'm a brand strategist or I am a yeah. brand designer. It's easy to I'm like I see people on social media saying it all the time and I go, No, you're not. You are yeah. not a brand it's easy designer. To do. It's easy to do, it's just hard to be successful. Right. You could I could say I'm a content creator right now and be like reaching out to brands and asking them to send me whatever and do whatever. It's possible. I'm sure someone would answer me, but that doesn't mean I'm gonna make money off the bat. Mm-hmm. I mean it's gonna take a lot of work and a lot of effort to do that. So when I yeah and I think even like some people definitely get like a they hit it out the park mm-hmm. type of thing, and oh, I think yeah. when people especially even, with the internet, I mean, yeah, I feel like even when people decide that they like might be a photographer, mm-hmm. um, with no technical like real experience, they just decide that they are yeah. like, a photographer at that moment, or they decide that they're a brand designer. I think that that, in my opinion, I feel like it literally just takes away from the people who are really doing it. They're doing it correctly, yeah. um, which again, I'm like. If you are at an art show, or let's say I was at a um, market in Paris, mm-hmm. co- street covered mm-hmm. in artists, not one of them were the same. Yeah. Not one of them were the same. Well, it's because you don't look at things like that and you're like, oh, I could do that. And then you yeah. do it. Like sometimes people do that with like modern art when it's just like a blue <laughs> circle on a white page. They're like, I could do that. It was like the girl. <laughs> and you probably could, but you won't. It's the girl who freaking does the mop paint yeah. on TikTok. I was like, yeah, you're like, I could do, do that, that, but you won't, and you can't because you can't do it and be as successful as she is because she already did it. She already did. So it's like. You, you could, but you can't. Like right. you're not gonna do it well, and that's the thing is everything's easy to start, everything's easy to do, nothing's mm-hmm. impossible, but it's hard to be successful. One hundred percent, and I think that that is like where does success come in creativity? And like mm-hmm. I said, if we are technically looking at the median salaries, like I was so I was really shook. That's crazy. That photography was one of the lower. That surprises me too. Average, but I guess I'm it, like like eh, content. That yeah. is literally it. I'm like. So, unless everyone is just out here jipping their photographers. Well, they are, number one. But also, I think, like, with... I feel like there aren't a lot of photographers that focus 
on that, I don't know. I feel like for me, from like who I follow and, you know, in the community and out and all over the country and stuff, even other countries, I follow photographers and they do, you know, weddings and family. First of all, wedding That's is true. where the money wedding is. is we've talked about that. Is, yeah. Wedding industry is where the money is. But apart from that, I feel like there's a lot of family photographers and senior photos. True, and like that. I guess. that whole aspect, of, which is mostly what I do. Yeah. And that's the whole aspect of it that, like, people then, it's really hard to be all of those things as a photographer. Mm-hmm. Like, when you are a wedding photographer, you're a wedding photographer. And you can market yourself at such, and a lot of the other things take a back seat. And that's okay if you're okay with that as a create. like, if that's something that you don't necessarily have a desire to juggle at all. But, like, I don't have a specific type of photography that I love. Like, I don't... I enjoy a wedding every once in a while. I enjoy a senior photo shoot. (laughs) I really enjoy branding every once in a while. Like, it's all kind of all over the place, but it's really hard to market all over the place. Mm Mm-hmm. Especially in that aspect. Well, people tell you you need to niche Mm -hmm. down, and I think that has come with the new age creativity, is that they tell you that there are so many people doing what you do. The world is so saturated Mm -hmm. that you should niche niche down to something very, very particular. But as you're saying, like, hey, yeah, I'm very good at X, Y, Z, but I also like doing this, this, and that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that, is, that that right there is a struggle, right? Saturation causes you to niche down, which has apparently become a requirement. Yeah. It's like you need to find your niche, and that needs to be the only thing that you ever market to, which I love find to be a bull full of yeah. shit, honestly. And the problem I have with it is, like, from just in my own personal experience, I don't have... I burn out immediately if I niche down too far. Mm-hmm. Like, if I only did weddings, I would be sick of them in a month. Right, and it's like, if I only did package design, which happens to be one of my favorite things exactly. to do, I would be burned out too because that shit is time-consuming and it is exhausting. Yeah. And if that was the only time thing I was doing and those were my clients. Well, and I we was were like, missing out on these other things that I enjoy too. Exactly. Like, I enjoy them all pretty equally, so it's like, I, I, if I saw myself missing out on opportunities to take others, I would be mad about it like I would but I even think like so for Art and Creative Network I was saying like hey there's this collaboration aspect that I feel that needs to happen in between creatives yes right because I'm like you obviously only have access to what you have access mm-hmm. to you only know what you know is that huge well and to thing. give students like the full experience they should be talking to people who are like Doing what they're, I mean, like you can give them a great experience, but like a photographer is going to be able to tell them exactly. how to be a photographer. And I, and I even think, like, in the sense that like collaboration is, I think, essential Absolutely. into being able to explore what you want to explore as, as a creative because you can get locked in, you can get niched down because you're required to niche down, that you don't technically get to explore other things. But then if you want to explore other things, you kind of have to either do it for free. Yeah. Or you have to convince someone exactly. to pay you for the lack of experience you have in this area, which yes. is like, it's a, it's a double edged sword for yes. creatives. Cause I'm like, we don't, I don't want to work for free. I'm be honest. Like you can miss no. me with that. Like I've been doing this way too long. Yeah. Like, you please. get to a point where it's like, I that's... don't want to do this for free. Photographers don't want to do it for free. And that's the no. thing that I'm like, they don't want to do it for free. Models don't want to do it for free. Like yeah. an exchange of services is not going to pay their bills. Well, I guess the thing is. <laughs> They do want to do it for free because it's their passion. Like, they, if they could just do it and get paid for something, that'd be great. But right. the problem is you don't want a, another job. It's the, you know, it's the thing you love. You don't want mm-hmm. to do a 9 to 5 on top of it. Mm-hmm. You want to be successful at this thing that you love. And in order to do that, you have to be paid for it. Right. Because you have to live. I mean, you have to sustain your life. 
you have to sustain your life. Yeah. And that's like a huge part of it. It's like, yes, we don't really want to do it for free. I mean, like you said, we would love to Yeah, like just... fact, I would love to just take photos of people and just like have money sitting mm-hmm. in the bank all the time and not have to worry about anything to worry about and it. just take photos for but fun. Unfortunately, it's not, it doesn't not... really work that no. way. And that's, that's important to know is that I think I believe that people have kind of played to this starving artist shit. Yeah. Like this narrative that like all artists need to be fucking starving yeah. and living by the penny. Um, that we, even in 2022, are we're trying to get out of it. Like mm-hmm. tr- I should say traditional artists are maybe not as traditional as painting on a canvas, but yeah. like graphic designers and brand designers. Yeah. Like also, I didn't know that like not, um, not like uh, brand firms, not yeah. all of them ever, like it's a very slim amount percent that actually hit the six figure marks. Yeah. That's ridiculous to me. It is. That is ridiculous. I'm like, you can literally go down to your kitchen and you can tell me. You can go to the bathroom. (laughs) That that toilet paper brand, it was branded. Yeah. What's in your kitchen was branded. I'm like, yes, we can say some people have internal creative creative teams. But the thing is, though, like, even (laughs) for those big corporate... Like, we don't... I think that's the thing that I forget a lot is, like, creative careers expand beyond small business. It's corporate. (laughs) You can go corporate. Everyone has a creative... like. Yeah. Everyone has a marketing team. Everyone has a design team. Yep. You know, Coca-Cola, Apple, they all have design teams. They all like have internal design teams. Yes. Yeah. Which, like, is great. But at the same time, like, those people do come and go from corporate play. Like, they're mm-hmm. not always permanent fixtures in the company. You're right. So, even, like, especially with photographers and stuff, like, sometimes when they do different campaigns, they'll just find a freelance photographer to kind of bring on. But at the same time, like you said earlier, you don't know who those people are. Mm-hmm. Like, when you see a brand campaign for, you know, Apple's new iPhone, you're not like, oh, who made this? And those are some of my favorite commercials ever. Forever. And as someone who's even in this mindset, Say I can Apple, tell you Apple who made Amazon. Yeah. They're, like, yeah. my favorite <laughs> advertisements for, like, no matter what. Super Bowl, nothing. Like, doesn't matter. I'm mm-hmm. always obsessed. But, but you do not tell know you, the name. Couldn't tell you. Who has accomplished those If things. it was a man or a woman or any, I couldn't tell you anything. Couldn't and I, I would say, like, obviously for them it's worth it because they're getting paid very big bucks of to course. do those campaigns. But for our smaller people who are getting paid, meh, you know, like, I, I think it's very important because I was, I was <laughs> mentoring yeah. or in a mentor session for Creatively Stock. And, like, I was changing my mindset of, like, what is technically considered a medium business. Mm-hmm is not the same for like fundraising people. So when fundraising people are giving you money, they can't, they don't consider, you know, a medium business to be like, oh, you made over a hundred grand and you have like five employees. Mm-hmm. No, they consider medium sized businesses to be in the million dollar mark wow. with 20 plus employees. And I'm like, that is the mindset shift that I have to change i think when i told you like that we had we had to stop saying we're small business i'm yeah. like because i think it was putting us in the box yeah that we were having a very hard time crawling out of mm-hmm. and we kept getting people were like mm, you're not really the best fit for us <laughs> like yeah you're not really the best fit you want a lot but you're not willing to give it a lot <laughs> yeah um and i think that that is like that that to me was mind-blowing i was like oh yeah you're right like that that's technically an enterprise right yeah that but the enterprise is only the middle right that because you're not a Fortune 500 yeah, no, company, no. you're yeah. like you're an enterprise, which is in the middle ground, and that amazes me. Because I'm like, crap, yeah, I'm like, crap, that's yeah. actually what it is, and I think it's a, it's a mindset shift. And I even think creativity is a mindset shift because I think Starbucks has their own internal creative creative team. Sure, yeah, uh, Chivani has their own internal mm-hmm. creative team, Airbnb, and I even feel like I don't like quote me on this, but I totally feel like those internal teams 
low-key might create brands for other bigger companies yeah. <laughs> which is then again taking away from us little people well that's what we're I'm not saying, on the corporate all, track like they're they're <laughs> internal teams but they're all just individual people like right. i'm sure they can loan each other you know this marketing well, even, sometimes exactly it's not even individual people like designer. i think chobani it's called chobani's creative okay and it's like chobani's creative house mm-hmm. like right they created like this little sub company yeah off of chobani that technically does all the shit for chobani but then they also get outsourced to do it for other companies. Well, Maybe like some that you point, you get so big that you're your own thing, and then you're not making enough then because you're not you're your own thing. So you have your own expenses, mm-hmm. and you have your own kind of like things that go along with it. It's another business, and then sometimes you need clients in addition to the ones that like. It's crazy. The one. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's crazy to me how you can technically build it a, a corporate a corporate team. Yeah. That you and decided, then outgrow the corporate team, <laughs> and then decided that your out corporate team has outgrown just the internal creativity yeah. creative to do's yeah that they can be outsourced to other people like that that's just well to me yeah and it's hard to like translate that to not small business but just like smaller small creatives business. i know just, like, that's the thing not small business but medium-sized yeah. companies yeah and i'm like i don't even think chobani's a medium-sized company like i low-key think that it's yeah like, it's actually a pretty large company. Oh, absolutely it is. Oh, it <laughs> absolutely is. That's like that. That's my thing. Is like I um, don't obviously I don't know what they're getting paid corporate wise. I'm sure yeah. I could do a proper search and find out. But I'm like, creativity is is such a it's such a spectrum. It's mm-hmm. such a spectrum that you can be like, okay, if you go the corporate route, yes, like you. Yeah. If you go the corporate route for the, a good company, I'm sure you'll be fine. Of course. Um, if you. Go maybe the corporate route for not for corporate route for not a good company. I'm sure you're like ditch this. Yeah. I'm starting my own thing. But regardless of whatever you're doing, right? Yeah. If creativity is what you went to school for, or even what you fell into, mm-hmm. and you either decide to go corporate route, you decide to freelance, or you decide to start your own business, it still has become your money maker. Yeah. Some of those do very well. Mm-hmm making monies others do not do so well making money but i also think it boils down to what your business sense is as a creative yeah. and why i have such a uh, love-hate relationship with the college college world of creativity because yeah. i'm like you don't set these kids up to properly work their creativity yeah. to their benefit well and there's still that old school thought of like you can't be multifaceted almost. It's like, what's your, you know, dream job? And you have to pick one thing. And yeah. you have to either be a Which photographer or a videographer or it's graphic designer. That is, but that you, is have, you can be all three. It doesn't matter. Like, you can make a creative agency and be all three, all three or whatever you want to mm-hmm. be. And, you know, call yourself whatever title you want and just do whatever. Like, there's right. no box. It's hard because when you teach things, you have to, you know, major in something. You have to pick something. You have to pick something. And you have to pick something in, you know, high school if you want to do a career prep class or if you just want the experience so that it, you know, looks good on a resume later on or something like that. I mean, you have to pick internships. You have to pick jobs mm-hmm. during, you know, summer or during the semester. You have to pick things that, like, make you look good for the well, one it's, it's, it's for your, category. It's right. And it's for your resume, right? Yeah. Which is what I... I think I've pretty much told every intern has ever entered the program is I say, fuck your resume, build your portfolio. I'm yeah. just like, that yeah. is it. I'm like, you can, if you do it well enough, you can almost talk your way out of the experience or the, the skills gap, right? Yeah. Because that's what college gave you. People want to see your portfolio. That's truly what they want to see. Yeah. And I'm like, that's why I'm always the like, proof. F the proof. I'm yeah. like, F the resume. Like, we don't, I'm like, I rarely 
rarely really look at resumes. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Right? When I hire, I'm like, I don't look at your resume. I'm like, I don't care. I'm like, I want to see your work. Show yeah. me your work. Well, and it also like college and the resume and all of the experience and all that, like is the niching down part. Like it's the part that makes you mm-hmm. pick one thing that you're mm-hmm. going to either major in or get your degree, whatever it is. You're going to pick one thing to focus on and that's what you're going to get all this experience in. And then right. what and if then you decide it's not for you? Or even, even if you can say like, oh, I got all my experience in let's say lifestyle photography, mm-hmm. but I'm applying for a product photography mm-hmm. position, they're going to say you don't have enough experience. Yeah. But you have to know that before you're applying for Like you can make your own experience, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like you can, you know, photograph the shampoo in your shower and consider that a portfolio piece, but you have to know that that's what you want ahead of time. <laughs> like when you're doing the internships and things like that to get those different experiences, you have to know that ahead of time. Or, in a, or I'm like, or the colleges can teach you to have a very well-rounded portfolio. That's yeah, which is exactly the, the, <laughs> the part that's missing. Yeah. yeah, they can teach you that having a well-rounded portfolio will get you in the door. Yeah. Because they, like, they, I mean, they don't, and they don't even, and like you said, it's such a fast-paced thing, especially mm-hmm. for creativity. They're like, you should know what you're going into right away. Yeah. That should be the path that you're going. You should stick to that. And they rarely let you get out and explore I think the spectrum of creativity. I think it is connected so... to the starving artist view and yes. how that's still kind of around. I think people think that the way to avoid that is to find one thing that you can do really, really well and then you'll never have to, like, if you can, you know, learn graphic design and do it really, really well, then, you know, you can hop on some corporate entity and do their graphic design and you'll be fine. You will mm-hmm. never be a starving artist right. because you found but one again, thing that you do super well. But it's like, you that might is, change your mind. Like, that's, you might that's get that's also the mindset that like, you have to go I like work a traditional <laughs> nine to five. And I'm like, I yeah. said, even after COVID, I don't even think the traditional nine to five is really a thing. Obviously, I well, yeah. have never worked a traditional nine to five. Me neither. I'm like, ever. <laughs> I'm like, but that's, that is what it's built off of. It's like, you go, you have to go work the traditional nine to five. And I was like, it doesn't really work that way. You want to be well-rounded. You yeah. want to be able to say like, yeah. I can be hired on your corporate freelance team or mm-hmm. I can go do my own thing and rock and roll that way. And I just think that like I've seen many, many young creatives like go out, they may start their creative uh, firm and then they end up being going and getting a job because mm-hmm. again, they weren't prepared for like how much you have to do. Yeah. They're like, oh, I don't yeah. just get or to draw. Just, yeah. <laughs> I don't get to just create. Even just how to navigate, like, finance, like, just business sense things that, like, mm-hmm. no one's born knowing how to do their taxes. Like, no. that's not business taxes. Like, that's not something that you just know. You have to learn that regardless. But imagine if college taught young yeah. creatives the business side of creativity. Yeah. Especially in today's age, as we we're talking about with the new age creativity Imagine if we knocked out the boom, the baby boomers. I'm just kidding. Well, that's the thing, though. That's what I was <laughs> thinking. Boomers. Is that like honestly, that whole generation of people is they're still, still technically teaching part of the market yeah, and is teaching still, and is yeah, teaching. like that's not. This is definitely still a new age thought process, and it's growing. And I think everyone you know past us from now on is gonna have that mindset of like you can literally do anything you want mm-hmm. and you do not have to fit in some kind of box, but unless you you know want to. But I think. It's something that is going to continue to evolve, obviously, but you also have this, like, even in the small business view of it, because that also does exist, obviously. Let's say you make, like, earrings or something, and, or, you know, like a jewelry business, and you, I feel like young people are more inclined to support other 
small businesses, other young people, Mm -hmm. other creatives, and that's, like, something that we think to do, whereas the older generations don't necessarily think that because they those things didn't really exist successfully. Yeah. Well, and I'm like, or so that for most of their life. That's something that like sometimes I struggle with because mm-hmm. I'm like, come on. Well, I'm we like, also don't have the money. Like, I'm like that. That's the thing is we don't have the money for sure. Don't have the money for small but I also feel the only ones who care. I also feel like that's what they grew up on. Like you can mm-hmm. go to any any town and like it's going to be independently owned. Yeah. Like, really before, like I would say our generation kind of started getting into yeah. more franchise based things where they started popping up more and more. But like, I am sure that like, if I asked my, um, like parents or if I mm-hmm. asked my grandparents or whatever it is, if I asked them, they'd be like, Oh yeah, so-and-so owned this shop. So-and-so owned that shop. Their family owned that shop. It's been in the family yeah. for this amount but of generation. that's a matter of convenience. I don't think that was a matter of wanting to support those people. That's true. Convenience. I think it was a matter of, like, that was what was in their town, and that was the generation that didn't leave that town. Mm-hmm. Like, now more than ever, I think young people are, like, graduating college and moving across the country to do some kind of career, whether yep. it's corporate or not, or creative or not. I feel like there's a lot more of that being, you know, quote-unquote socially acceptable, and I don't think that was something that, like, you know, our parents, their parents really thought about. They just supported local because they were local. Like, mm-hmm. that was easier than going to the grocery store that was, you know, two blocks over instead. Yeah, it was really sure. what was ever close. Like, I don't that's think true. they did it because they wanted to support this, like, family-owned business. Mm-hmm. I don't think they really thought about it that way. And now we think about it that way, but we're not the ones with the money. <laughs> like, we're not the Unfortunately, ones who can, no. you know... Unfortunately, no. The economy the is not in our... Deserve. <laughs> Economy, the economy is not in our favor, yeah, no. unfortunately, <laughs> but creativity is in our favor and as hard as it is to navigate all sides of creativity, especially with wearing the 18 bajillion hats yeah. that we do, or even learning to slim down. Like for example, I know that I don't have to wear every hat. Yeah. Um, and if that means that my, my business goes through an evolution, so be it. My mm-hmm. business will go through an evolution to focus on the thing that I find the most rewarding. Um, but creativity changes. It evolves with the generations. It will continue to evolve to be more multimedia based anyway. Mm -hmm. I remember when YouTube was heavily a thing and now it's really short form content via TikTok. I mean, I'm still a YouTube girl. (laughs) I think that's the thing too, that like we, I mean, that's what this whole podcast is, but like we spend a lot of time just like bitching about how things suck and that's like the point <laughs> and that's, you know, the part that everybody relates to because that's what I we're know, all doing. I just said we, we bitch about the part of creativity that sucks because yeah. it's not on social media exactly. anymore. Like no one's being transparent. Time, but at the same time, like we do it and we love it and yeah. we're never going to stop doing it. Like there are aspects of it that are like amazing and give you so For much sure. freedom and flexibility and like it's. It's a cool thing to be a part of, for sure. It's cooler than, you know, having to be stuck somewhere working That's all day. True. And then, you know, it's it's just nice to be part of the generation that allows this and to have, you know, people that can support you in this and have, you know, mentors and things like that that can help you see that these things are a possibility, which is why I think, like, the creative network and all of that is so important because also just having someone say, like, this is possible. Like, this person does. Like, I might not do it. I might not be able to teach you this firsthand, but this yeah. person does it. And they might not be able to teach it to you personally, but you can watch them and see what they're doing. But it's going to evolve. Like, that's, you just kind of hop on for the ride, and that's <laughs> kind of the way that it goes. But it is, like, uh, despite everything constantly changing and all of it being incredibly confusing, I think it's a really good time to be a creative and be in a creative career. Right. I mean, it's better than it ever has been, so. I definitely think there are way more really tools. Good. 
there's way more tools and there's way more people out there that support creativity in the form of whatever it can be. I think it, I think the internet has opened up such a world. I mean, like I fell in love with branding through watching the reading personal style blogs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The OG influencers. Right. The OG influencers before like influencing really was a thing um, that could be truly monetized. And that's like what I fell in love with. And now it's being rebirthed uh, more into it more from like, IG to YouTube to TikTok mm-hmm. da, da, da. and it's a beautiful it's beautiful because I think you can see that the, the it's so possible you see that they start off as influencers and then they launch full-on businesses and that's a beautiful thing yeah. <laughs> to do and creativity is a beautiful thing to be in yeah but we are totally not going to ignore the no, natural obstacles that just come with society's view on creativity our own personal mindsets that we kind of have to change mm-hmm. you know like we don't we don't we don't deserve to be starving artists yeah uh, the world wants our art that's why yeah. it's so heavily saturated so i think that advocate for yourself and advocate for your creativity the thing with like the glamorization of quitting the nine to five and doing this whatever your passion is it's like it's great but like it's the same thing at the end of the day. Like, mm-hmm. some days suck, and some days are great. Mm-hmm. And, you know, be in an environment that you like, but it doesn't matter where that environment is. If that totally. environment is 9 to 5, be in it. Who cares? Truly. Like, if that environment is, you know, late nights after your 9 to 5, do that too. Like, whatever, like whatever works feels for you. Exactly. That's and I think that gets left behind. I think it's often seen as, like, almost glamorous to, like, <laughs> follow your dreams. Which, like, it is, but don't necessarily, like... <laughs> be unrealistic i mean just right and your dreams don't have to happen in like a freaking light, light speed it does not have to go at yeah. light speed well that all fits into like <laughs> you know the aging process and like how as soon as you're like true. 30 it's it's a game over oh my god like, can we please do an episode about that american <laughs> milestones like i've been so yeah. anti-american milestones since i was like it's 15 crazy. i was like i don't even make sense like who cares when you graduate high school or if you go directly to college or i'm like who cares it's who cares wild. I'm like, do you and do what feels great to your gut. Yeah. Because I'm like, quite frankly. That's not something that anyone's taught. You're going to get to 30 and you're going to be like, shit, I am so sad that I spent my 20s not listening to my gut. Yeah. And then once you kind of hit 30, like I'm 28 and I'm like, I'm 28. And I'm like, it's such peace with just doing me. Yeah. Yeah. It's rough. Creative careers are complicated, but... They 100% are, but as I said, they come in all shapes and fonts, and we are happy to do <laughs> a few a few curved fonts here and there at Auden Creative Company. Yeah. As we conclude this week's episode all about creative careers, we wanted to share a few takeaways with you, um, and I would say that one of my takeaways is that it's okay <laughs> to wear many hats. Mm-hmm. It's also okay not to wear many hats um, and to lean into creativity how you want to lean into creativity uh, without the judgment yeah I think mine would be that there really is no wrong answer which I think gets lost a little bit sometimes I think people are like I can either full-time creative this or part-time creative this until I'm ready like there's really no right sometimes you're gonna be successful off the bat like sometimes that's true but there's no universal no yeah of course not and it's Something that I think people think there is, and they think, like, the people who are successful have something figured out that they haven't found yet. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the more creatives you meet and work with, the more you realize that that's not true. But there's really no wrong place to be, and you kind of just have to travel at your own pace and evolve on your own and learn new things at the rate that you're ready to. And, you know, eventually, as long as you're happy, eventually it'll work out. It's, like, very 
philosophical and <laughs> not exactly what I meant to do, but it's true. You can do whatever you want. I mean, there's really no. I also will limit say on that. eliminate what you feel like you're supposed to do in your 20s mm-hmm. because that is just. It's not it. Like, you're not supposed to accomplish everything in your 20s. And it's, it's your learning. Time. Like, it's, it, not even... it's your adult learning decade, is what it yeah, is. Yeah, it's only like the only time that. It's also like the only time that anyone says you should be doing something. I know, it's very weird. Like, Once you hit 30, they're like. I mean, I know it's like post school usually. So, like, people finally. Like, that was your structure for a while. And then they feel the need to give you a new structure by saying, like, you need to discover yourself in your 20s. But, like, nobody says that about, like, your 40s. No one's like, you need to do this in your 40s. Like, no one says anything about that. Yeah. They're like, 20s, get married, have kids, be successful, I know. make kind of, money, you're travel You're supposed to accomplish everything in your 20s, <laughs> All and of that it. is not true. And literally things that you can't do at once. I would definitely say that in your 20s, you should explore mm-hmm. the many, many things out there, whether it's career-wise, whether it's relationships, whether it's friendships. A lot of things changes, especially after you graduate college. You may not be... Um, in close contact with all your friends from college. Life just changes, and life changes for people at very different paces. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's important to embrace what that looks like for you individually, just like embracing creativity is a... It's not a one-shape-fits-all type of thing. So thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Audacity Podcast. Next week, we're following up this episode with... What burnout looks like, which I know I've experienced probably multiple times a year. (laughs) And we're going to share some tips and tricks um, about how to curb burnout. So join us next Thursday.